You're listening to the Voice of Pittsburgh. It is News Radio, AM 1020, KDKA. All of the latest news with what's going on in the world, I don't got to tell you, you know, and I know. Like sitting at the table and not talking about that one relative down at the end of the table. Everybody knows. Those discussions will return tomorrow with me. I mean, I'm sure they're going to return probably right after I'm done at 10 o'clock. But tonight's program, not talking about gloom, despair, or agony on thee. There's plenty. There's going to be plenty more. There's all manner of things to get indignant about. All manner. But that's tomorrow. I am not saying we should bury our heads in the sand. I don't believe that at all. What I am saying is, hopefully you learned kind of what I learned this week. We get to a point where you just got to find a place to put your brain over on the side for a little bit. And if you want to put your brain while you're cleaning, okay. Want to put your brain while you're painting? A lot of people are putting together their bucket list right now that kind of had one before but don't, and they're thinking, what's going on? And there are a lot of people that had hard lessons taught to them this week. We're finding out the the difference between what we think is necessary and what really is necessary. But I want to know what what did you learn about yourself this week? Because from last Sunday until about the middle of Tuesday, early Wednesday, I went through the mentally, I went through the five steps of of dealing with death. Denial and isolation, that was the first thing. This can't be happening. Anger. A lot of us are still hanging out on number two with the anger. Number three, that's when the bargaining comes in. If we'd have done this, if we'd have done that. Da, da, da. Number four is depression. See gloom, despair, and agony on thee. And number five, according to the study or according to the paper, acceptance. And I went through all of those. I got through, and not acceptance. Acceptance to me means, all right, I'm cool with this being like this forever. That's not it. Maybe sort of a short-term fatalist version of acceptance. By Wednesday, it's like, all right, here's what's up. And this is going to be up. And it's not good. It will get better, but not yet. And I had to figure out a way for my brain to pay attention to something else to keep my brain from telling me get more wound up. And the way I figured it out, one thing, physical act, quit it. One thing, mental for me, it was reading and cleaning. And you say, well, I've already cleaned everything. Clean it again. It's not the end result like the like the sign or like the, the song lyric goes. It's not the getting there, it's the journey. It's the process of for the amount of time that you clean the bathroom floor. Even if it's the third or fourth time you've cleaned the bathroom floor, which I did, not because I was stressing, but because it was that gross. Your brain's still getting put on somewhere. And it's almost like a reset for a little bit. And dear goodness, 
doodnicht make a point to put the phone away for an hour or two hours. Find something else. Find cartoons. I'm a huge fan of the boondocks. I'm a huge fan of Rick and Morty. You've heard me speak of South Park many, many times. Go back and find those old shows if you have that access. Some people have access to all of that. Some people don't. If I didn't, I would still be capable of cleaning. If I didn't, well, even though I don't, it's like that one physical thing. In addition to that, all right, I'm going to do 10 sit-ups today. You did 10 sit-ups. Put yourself in a position to, A, put your brain off to the side just for a little bit, and at the end, at least a little bit of a sense of accomplishment and, more importantly, a sense of control. Don't sit at home and go, okay, I'm going to be home for the next two weeks. I'm going to do a 1,000 push-ups a day. <laughs> Why? All that's going to do is set you up to fail, and then you're going to be bummed out about failing, and then you're going to pick up your phone. It's about making peace with the voices in your head sometimes. Well, more than sometimes. What have you learned about you this week? 866-391-1020. I mean, all the news is going to be about what we've learned about other things, what we've learned about our infrastructure, what we've learned about the CDC, what we've learned about the administration, what we've learned about truck drivers, what we've learned about disease, what we've learned about viruses, what we've learned about fist fights for bread. All of that's going to continue to exist, and I'm sure all of that, that's the short version of what's going to get yelled at on tomorrow's show. But how are you going about this? Human beings don't like being forced to cope. We don't. If we liked being forced to cope, glamping would have never been invented. But a lot of people this week are being forced to cope. Human beings don't like the idea that things can happen that are completely out of their control. This week, it's real hard to say, well, it's a reminder that sometimes we are not in control. So how are you, for short spurts, putting your brain away? For me, it's cartoons. For me, it's movies. And it's never heavy. It's never a drama. Normally, it would be some sort of dystopian, futuristic weirdness. I'm not even touching that right now. Right now, it's about the boondocks. It's about Rick and Morty. It's about old YouTube videos of the young ones. 866-391-1020 to call or to text Jeff in Pittsburgh. Hi, Jeff. Hey, wubba-lubba-dub-dub. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. I'm little, I'm, I'm, what is it? Help me, get me out. See, people that don't watch cartoons like that are sitting there going, oh my God, they pay that guy to do that. Right? Wubba lubba dub dub. back and watch some old uh, Brack shows in space, goes coast to coast. I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> that may be the, dude, that may be the rest of the show for the next hour and 45 minutes. Just me abstractly blurting out lines from a just really underground um cartoons maybe quote is gonna show up they're gonna think you're having a stroke man uh, maybe uh quote some r crumb writings to really throw people off <laughs> what's up hey, i just wanted to comment you, you know you talked about kind of distracting yourself there was a movie that came out in the uh it was the 90s called the edge with anthony hopkins and alec baldwin 
And uh, how in God's it, name did Alec Baldwin get in a movie with Anthony Hopkins? Surprising, right? Well, no, you know what? By that point, I didn't everybody know Anthony Hopkins? I mean, yeah, great actor, but kind of a Looney Tune. That may have been it. <laughs> well, in it, he, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin's freaking out, and and Anthony Hopkins knows at this point he's going to try to kill him, but. He needs to calm the guy down. So he tells him to go look for, I think it was a rock or something. He said, I need this specific rock. Mm -hmm. And it takes Anthony or Alec Baldwin, you know, hours and hours and hours to find it. When he finally does find it, he brings it back to Anthony Hopkins. And, and Anthony looks at him like, what is this all about? He just needs to give him something to do. That's it, man. That's so it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Move forward. If you don't move forward, you dwell on what's going on. And if you dwell, and Jeff, there's a difference between being aware and dwelling. There's a difference between uh, being caught up with the latest news and really freaking out about it. Yeah, it's about the process. It's about where can you put your brain because you know that there's plenty of stuff that your brain can scream about. So where do you put it? Me? I'm Pickle Rick. You, if you don't understand that reference, this is what you could be spending your time learning. I'm Pickle Rick. KDK Radio. And 20, it's KDK Radio. It's the voice of Pittsburgh. We will revisit reality tomorrow. Reality will continue to exist. It can, it's continuing to exist tonight at the news at the top and the bottom of the hour. But I'm more curious about how your week went. What was different? What was the same? What did you do to put your brain up on the shelf? And it's funny. Because that's what I needed to do. I'm not asking you because I think, oh, I'll ask this idea. asking you because I had to go through it this week. Between Tuesday and Wednesday, it went from <laughs> the stages of dying to put the phone down. And since then, part of me is disturbed that since then, it's changed my life some, but maybe not as much as it should for a 50-something-year-old guy. Since then, it's been Rick and Morty cartoons, it's been Boondocks, the cartoon. It's been nothing heavy. It's been nothing drama-based. It's been silly and sitcom and goofy. Just to put your brain away for a little bit. Find something to do at home. <laughs> I so just flash back to hating my father all the time. Well, I don't have nothing to do. Well, find something to do. Crud. I don't say find something to do because your bathroom's dirty. I say find something to do because it's been my experience. If I'm busy, I'm a little bit less stressed about what I was thinking about before I get busy. Text says, have you ever seen the Ren and Stimpy cartoon? Where for the whole time he's looking for his lost, how do I put this? Uh, yeah, I, Yes. Am I going to read it anymore? Yes. I have. I have. And Space Ghost and Brack? The fact that I do this for a living and, and that cartoon got referenced as part of my job tonight? You find happiness where you can. That makes me smile. Candy and Cranberry. Candy, thank you for waiting on me. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, well, actually, I was on two cruise ships in three weeks and I'm not feeling good. So Ooh. Okay. I'm dealing with all this with humor. That's how I'm getting through this. 
the the yeah. angst of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they won't let me go in to get tested because I was on two cruise ships. I would think. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I would. I would think that that would be all the more reason for you to go in and get tested. But no, the the, the tests are like there's a shortage of them, oh. and I don't qualify because I don't have a fever. Oh, I Even got you. I've been sick. I got you. Okay. All right. I'm I'm so, going to tell you a story. I'm, deal, I'm dealing with this. Okay. Joking and and sorry, but I like the online like Facebook and and I and I got a ton of jokes. I can keep you going all night with my joke. Now what? Go now. Wait a minute. Hang on. It just it's. It, I'm starting to get a, a Chuck Barris Gong Show vibe feel. What uh, are they? Dirty jokes? Are they clean jokes? Silly, silly ones. I, I'm a silly person. All, all right. right. Give me why one. Did, give me one. Give me one. Stink? What is it? Why did the pencil stink? Why did the pencil stink? Yes. Okay, my punchline is not a clean joke. Go ahead. I got my finger on because the button. Because it was a number two. Okay. All right. I like. And it, go. Keep going. I got enough applause. They hadn't. They hadn't turned the light on in the back yet. All right. Why couldn't the sailors play cards? I don't know. Because the captain was standing on the deck. I like the poo joke better, to be honest with you. All right. All right. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? I, I, go, I don't know. A hippo's really heavy, and a zippo's just a little lighter. All right, Candy, here's the deal. You call me tomorrow, because at some point in tomorrow's programming, when we're back talking about the real world... I am going to need a hippo zippo joke. I know this. What I was going to tell her, she was talking about she had been on cruise ships. Uh, one of my best friends in the world. We were talking on the phone. And I'm assuming you spent some of this week communicating with people that you don't typically communicate with. I think most of us probably did that. Either communicating with people you don't typically communicate with or wishing that you could and for whatever reason you can't but i was communicating talking to a friend of mine and she was freaking out because she didn't feel good and she had been potentially exposed and i mean literally you know i tell you don't borrow trouble that's what she was doing she was convinced she had it and this was going to go bad and oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness well, she went to her doctor. Now, they couldn't test her for it, but they could test her for the flu, and she had the flu. I said, you just put yourself through all of that before you know. Don't set yourself up like that. I've never seen anyone so happy to, you know, be fighting phlegm ever. John, thank you for waiting. You're on KDKA. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. What's up, man? Well, uh, I just thought I'd let you know that uh, somehow or another in the past few days, particularly mm -hmm. this, today, mm -hmm. that I've learned that I've somehow been able to, I think, cope with some of this mess. It, well, it's it's weird what you got to learn about when you don't have a choice, and I think a lot of people that's have it. have that's not that's that's ex that's exactly yeah. it. This is this is it. This is what's going on. Okay, 
And how, how I, uh, uh, another thing too, I've, I've learned that I have been able to listen to KDKA radio mm -hmm. for at least six hours or more oh and uh, not become tired of listening to KDKA radio. Your, the shows that have been on have been just enormously informative. And if we add in the ladies' jokes that were on right before me, yeah. I sit here and I really was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were, they yeah. Funny. Now, be honest. When she said, "Why does a pencil stink?" Your idea of a punchline was not. I, I, I just said, "Uh oh." Yeah. You know. It's like, oh my god, uh, I'm going to have to hit the dump know, button so on her. And then we got the answer, and I really yep. did start laughing. Uh, another thing I'd like to say is about an hour ago or whenever it was, you were talking a bass guitar uh, fellow or whatever he was calling in and so forth. And mm -hmm. you know that's a that's a that's a wonderful thing to learn how. And you know let, let me let me tell you how it happened happened with me, okay? Because I am capable of playing bass guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day when I was a little kid, of course we couldn't afford uh, stereos or large console record players and right. things of that nature. And I really did like music. So my record player considers, consisted of an old radio amplifier with no case, no shell or anything, and two 6x9 car radio speakers without a box or enclosure sitting up on the shelf in the basement. Now, it was like Jensen triaxles not in the box. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, you couldn't hear the bass too well. Right. And I came up with this little nifty idea. If I learned how to play the bass, then I could have a record player that you could hear the bass. That's it. And, it was, dude, you did it in a genius way. You did it backwards. You That's got exactly all of the— I did it. Yeah, you got and, all of the uh, other my tracks. Parents, uh, my parents uh, looked in the, at the time, the Pittsburgh Press, mm -hmm. okay, in, into the one-outs. And there was this, uh, apparently, uh, they found uh, somebody wanted to sell a, a used ba bass guitar or mm -hmm. whatever in this, you know, little setup. Uh, and it uh, wasn't a very good one, necessarily. No. But uh, for very little money. And uh, the, the gentleman, I don't know who he was, okay, actually came to the house and uh, showed it to me. And it was very awkward to put this thing on. I mean, well, I, if, know, and especially uh, if you're a kid, a bass has a 34-inch scale. Most guitars don't have past 28. It feels like somebody just hung a 2x4 across you. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. Yep. And But after a little while, I got used to it, and I'm completely self-taught. And it's, it's quite simple. I'm sure you know that the second string up uh, uh, is A, okay, mm -hmm. and so forth. Put your middle finger... I forget how many frets it is, you know, on uh, where you would find C, okay? And then see if you can't find like a, uh, maybe a country western song, yep. like Vince Gill, yep. okay? That's slow and very simple, all right? And then it just, uh, I, I found, it was years later that I found out from people who really were, you know, official bass guitar players or musicians, right. okay? that actually I was doing it the right way. Yeah, you were doing it the right way. Here's the, uh, John, I got to let you go because I'm up against news. Yes, you were doing it the right way. You know why? There's no wrong way. I will tell you, here's how it worked for me as a crappy bass player, crappy musician, not much rhythm, not much skill. Here's how it worked for me when I first started playing the bass. It's got four strings on it, right? I don't know if anybody's ever told you this. 
I'm not saying you're going to be a virtuoso bass player. You're not going to be a Jerry DeMott. You're not going to be a Jaco Pistorius. You're not going to be a uh, John Entwistle. You're not going to be, who's the guy, uh, Bruce Foxton. But you ain't got to be. Just about every song on the planet is three chords. If you play bass, that means you only have to know three notes. It's glorious. Want to keep the time with three notes? Watch the front of the bass drum. And that's it. Three notes. You can do it forever and ever and ever. And many have. KDK Radio. AM 1020 KDK Radio. It's the voice of Pittsburgh. It's your voice. If you call, it's uh, my voice using your words. If you text. Tomorrow, I'll be here again. Tomorrow will be a regular. I hate that word. Tomorrow will be a news-filled, fact-filled, update-filled program. Tomorrow. Tonight. And oh, side note, thank you for playing along with this. Thank you. Tonight, it's about putting our brain on a shelf just for a little bit. Not completely. You just heard the news. We're still getting the news, top and the bottom of the hour. What's not happening hasn't happened for the last two hours, 35 minutes, and 55 seconds. It won't happen for the next hour and 24 minutes, Mark. Not talking about politics. Not talking about what everybody's talking about. Um, radio, or not radio, media consultants. The people that almost worked in it, but now go tell other people how to do it. Consultants. They have a word for this. It's called counter-programming. And the reason this is happening is because this week, by about Wednesday, I didn't care what it was as long as it wasn't. I was exhausted. I was I I was anxious about being so anxious. I went through the five steps of dying in two days. Denial, isolation, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Sunday, this can't be happening. Uh, about Monday, anger. Why the hell is this happening? Wednesday. Uh, by Wednesday, it was like, all right, man, this is what's up. And if you sit and you dwell on it, you're going to make it worse and you're not going to make it better. And it's going to get worse. It will eventually get better. But it's going to get worse before it gets better. I hope the lessons that I learned about me this week, I can continue to evolve them and, and apply them. What did you learn about yourself this week that you didn't know before you had to learn about it this week? 866-391-1020. You can call that number. You can text that number. There are people that are, I'm going to learn to play an instrument. I'm going to, right now, I'm stuck. I got to find something to occupy my time. The news is brutal. The news removing the political screaming about it, it, the news itself is brutal. 
And the way you deal with that is you figure out a way to cope. For me, it was one physical action per day, one mental process per day. Clean something. The next day, well, you've already cleaned it. Clean it again. The benefit doesn't come from, well, that floor is even cleaner. The benefit comes from you get to do that and not think about everything that's making you crazy for the amount of time it takes you to clean. Create something. A friend of mine's juggling. He, I explained to him, dude, take socks. Roll socks up. They weigh about the same. That's the key for you novice jugglers. The key is the three things you're throwing around. Don't even think about four yet. You start with two. The three things that you're trying to juggle, when you start, they need to be pretty much the same size, pretty much the same weight. If you practice, you can get to the point you can juggle a snowshoe, an ice skate, and a plastic flamingo. And I know that firsthand. I had a roommate that did it, and then he flunked out. The spectacular juggler. 866-391-1020. Eddie, here's what I learned about myself this week. I learned now to save money and stock up on food. Those are two things that I never did. Yeah, I did that a little bit, just and it wasn't a, a prepper doomsday deal. It was a, if I have more boxes of this, I have to go out and deal with it less. So I've been that way a long time. But yeah, there are a lot of people... I'm not getting one box of pasta. I'm getting two boxes. Now, I understand that. What I don't understand, and I saw this, and I was very good at biting my lip. I saw a woman in a store. The store had eggs. She had, and I counted. I like to whip out the math skills at the shop and say, that's right. I counted. She had 12 dozen eggs. Like, man, and unless you're feeding a battalion, those are going to go bad before you can get anywhere close to them. That I don't understand. Especially when you've got visual demonstrations of people putting others before themselves, whether it's a truck driver, whether it's a nurse, whether it's the person ringing you out with your 12 dozen eggs. It becomes a little bit more difficult to say me, 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 me when you look around and see other people that are doing you know, clearly the opposite of me, 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 me. This text says, I have a retail shopping strategy. I use the self-checkout only and the debit credit card only touch what I buy. It's the safest way for everyone. Um, I do that anyway. I don't need self-checkout, but I don't bundle other people's produce. Ed in Washington. Ed, thank you for calling, sir. You're on KDKA. Hey. Hi, uh, I'm a regular listener. I listen to your show, and I really enjoy it. Thank you. Last week or so, there's been uh, two or three shows on that were talking about the Muscle Shoals Recording Company. Uh, well, there's there's Muscle Shoals Sound, and then there was um, Fame, two different recording studios in the area. Fame was first, but and yeah, they were they sh they showed some video of uh, doing recordings for the uh, uh, what the heck's the name of that group. Uh, oh boy, I got a senior See, moment there. That's all right. Uh, the, the, the group that was real popular when the Beatles came over, uh, I can't get no satisfaction. In rolling the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it showed them making their, one of their famous recordings on there mm -hmm. and a couple other uh, uh, recordings up because they had a special sound there. 
Yeah. Well, um, was what was the name of the show that you were watching? Was it Muscle Shoals? It was on Sh- YouTube. It was on YouTube, Muscle Shoals Sound. Um, yeah. The guy you're talking about that started all of that is a guy, and he's passed away uh, not too long ago, I believe. A guy named Rick Hall was the guy's name, Handlebar Mustache. And have you ever heard me talk about it in as it relates to where I grew up? Do you know anything about yeah, that? That's that's what uh, piqued my interest yeah. when I heard him talking about it. Yeah, Fame Recording Studios was the first place, and this is going to sound blunt, but it's the God's honest truth. As a little bitty kid in the South, Fame Recording Studio, the parking lot, was the first place that I had ever really seen African Americans and white dudes hanging out together. Okay. And that stood out to me. Drive. We went by Fame Recording Studio anytime my grandmother had to go to the get taken to the grocery store to get up to Woodward Avenue to get to where the grocery store was. And I remember uh-huh. as a little kid, like, wait, that that's how much it was not the norm that even as a dumb little kid. I noticed that, but that's yeah. what I grew up with. Now, it, some of those guys, it was with Fame and then Muscle Shoals, or excuse me, um, what was the other one? Drawing a blank. It's in Sheffield. Hitmakers. All of those dudes, at some point or another, played with the greatest records you've ever heard. Do you have the internet? Yes, I do. Well, you just said YouTube. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Here's what you do. Ed? I'm going to give you some homework for the next week, okay? Talking about what what we can do. Look up. There's a documentary. I believe it's called Muscle Shoals Sound. It's about fame recording studios. You can look this up on the internet. That part, that's considered part of the blues triangle. If you draw a line from Biloxi, Mississippi, over to Memphis, to it's in northwest Alabama is where it is. And everyone that you ever heard of in the late 60s, most of the 70s, some of the 80s, recorded there. But look up the name Rick Hall. Look up Fame Recording Studio. And a list will pop up of who's recorded there. You would have a much better chance of naming somebody that didn't record there. Good luck. And I don't, Ed, I don't know if you heard, but you can learn to play bass with three notes. I've I've heard, it says the text, that laughing is good for your immune system. Might not seem like the time to laugh, but it might not hurt either. Some people practice what I call laugh yoga. Uh, it, uh, you can't laugh all the time. Because if you just sit and laugh no matter what, they're going to think you're hebrephrenic. But if you don't laugh once in a while, you're going to end up like I was Wednesday, just sitting, rocking back and forth, staring at my feet like one of Jane Goodall's chimps. KDK Radio. News Radio. AM 1020, KDKA. That, a lot of that started with Percy Sledge, When a Man Loves a Woman. But I'll let you do the, do the research on it. Talking about fame recording studios and Muscle Souls rhythm section and 
where that music came from and who was there doing that music in the 70s, especially uh, country and rhythm and blues. What I told you earlier is kind of kind of important. I told you when I was a little kid, I remember that was, you saw white guys and not white guys hanging out in the parking lot of that place. And it was right down from Woodward. I think it's on Avalon. I think. I, I'm not sure. But I remember noticing that. I was like, wait a minute. There's people in that parking lot. You know, and I'm a little kid literally standing up in the front seat of the car getting getting to go to the grocery store where if I'm good, I got a piece of Bazooka Joe. And I remember looking out. Oh, my God, there's there's white people over there and there's not white people over there. And they're they're all hanging out together and they're all standing around in that parking lot. And hmm, it looks like one of them handed another one a cigarette. Hmm. The reason that place got the reputation it did is in large part because that was a place where white people and non-white people got together and made music. That's a large part of it. Sam Phillips did it in Memphis. Rick Hall did it in Muscle Shoals. And I believe Chad Atkins did it a great deal in Nashville. 866-391-1020. Man, and there are multiple documentaries out about that. All right? Muscle Shoals Sound is not the same. That's the one over in Sheffield. That's on like Jackson Highway. Muscle Shoals Sound was a different studio. All the same dudes did all the same stuff and worked. Uh, Dwayne Allman was a session guy in the area before that band, the Allman Brothers, got going. Rolling Stones, anybody you can think of from that era of rock and roll and certainly soul and certainly soul from dudes that wasn't white dudes, it came out of there. I love when a call comes in and it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it gives us something else to talk about to not to, to continue to avoid, at least for a little bit, talking about what everybody's talking about. That will happen tomorrow. Tomorrow... You know, God willing, and the river don't rise. Tomorrow will be a typical, if there's such a thing anymore, show. And it will be about the news. And it will be about the latest updates on the coronavirus. And it will be about this state is doing this, and that state is doing that, and this other state's doing this other thing, and these people are sitting and doing That will happen tomorrow. But tonight's show... I want to know what you learned about yourself this week. Because I, I learned stuff about myself this week that I never knew before. And some of it was okay. Some of it I thought, you know what, I, yeah, yeah. Some of it was, oh, this is bad. And you have to adjust. And human beings don't like having no option but to adjust. Human, uh, there was a call earlier, and the more I think of the call, I said I agreed with some of it, but not sure with some of it. The more I think about it, the more I, I like the notion. Or not, not, I don't like the notion. I like the idea if, it, if the notion comes to positive fruition. What he said was, this is America's comeuppance. 
he thinks we got a little bit too big for our britches. I don't know if that's the case. I would like to think the positive would be, well, I thought that before. Can we be more humble as Americans? Sure. Can we be more humble as human beings? Sure. Do we think we're special when we're not sometimes? Sure. Do we freak out when that's indicated to us by control or by something we can't control? Sure. I'm special. I deserve toilet paper. What the hell's going on? We don't like being reminded that in some situations we have no control. And I hit that eh, between Tuesday and Wednesday. Because it's exhausting. You're exhausted? I, I saw a meme. What a year this last week was. Yep. Next week's going to be more of the same. And next week's going to be more of the same after that. Learn what you learned or apply what you learned about you this week. How to deal with it. Because there are people under stress that have literally never in their life been under this level of stress. And when you're like that, and I've been like that, one of two things can happen. You can lash out at everybody because you don't know how to deal with it. Or you can find something positive and focus on that and say, okay, yeah, the world's a mess, but at least this. Nobody knows what's going on, but people are trying, whether it's the truckers or the medical professionals or the restaurant workers or the people in the warehouses or the people cleaning up. The people, I hate to include myself in it. They use this term. What's the term? Essential personnel. I'm not essential personnel. Those people are essential personnel. If if they tell me, Crow, don't come to work. First off, I wouldn't be stunned ever. Crow, don't come to work. Nobody is going to have their lives turned upside down by me not showing up. If I work at a grocery store and it's my job to get the latest load of whatever out for people and I don't show up, well, people's lives, again, going from... the what your preference is to what the necessity is. Those people, and we're finding that out. And I, that's another lesson. You learn how to cope with stress better when this is over and done with and keep applying those lessons. Glorious. You learn who is really damn more important in my life and in your life than you thought about. Hang on to those lessons, whether it be medical professionals or the Amazon, the people that are still doing what they're doing to make your life have some semblance of normalcy. This text says, it's easy to isolate with smartphones. I'm learning a language. It's the first time ever that I heard it being a good citizen is to avoid people. It is easier to isolate and still be tuned in, but the danger is you're isolated and you're soaking up all of this really distressing stuff and you have no support structure firsthand to reach to. Eddie, so many people can't go to church and make confession. I have an idea. Why not set aside an hour of your show tomorrow so people can confess their sins? It would be the most therapeutic hour on radio. For who? Who would that? It, it wouldn't. It well, maybe if somebody calls and 
forgive me, Eddie, for I've sinned. Okay. I mean, I don't even know what gestures to make, but I'd give it a run. Forgive me, Eddie, for I've sinned. And then they unload all of this really heavy, dark, evil stuff. I guess it could be therapeutic that you'd hear it and go, okay, well, I'm a mess, but at least I'm not that guy. But no. No, thank you. Nobody needs that. I don't want to hear that. I got my own conversations with God. I don't want to have to hold any, you know, spiritual post-it notes until somebody else. No. Eddie, my heart goes out to the ER, ICU doctors and nurses with the virus scare. Thank you to all the healthcare workers. Yeah, they're putting their lives at risk, and they're also causing stress with their family because they're not there for their family because they're there for our families. That's what medical people do. KDK Radio.